0: There's an old Irish proverb that says, never trust a warrior who can't cry. Jason Wilson is that warrior. He fights for freedom that so many men need. The freedom, wait for it, the freedom to feel. That kind of freedom is uncommon among men. He calls it emotional incarceration. The need to stuff down emotions in order to be tough, appear manly, or just make it to another day. His first book, Cry Like a Man, Fighting for Freedom from Emotional Incarceration, is an incredible autobiographical account of his life. Through the lynching of his grandfather to the murder of his brother and the pain of his estranged relationship with his father, Jason shares his life with others. He gives them, he gives us permission and wisdom on how to engage our emotions in order to move forward. Spreading that freedom has become his life's mission. He's the founder of Metro Detroit's Cave of Agilom Transformational Training Academy. He spent over 14 years using martial arts and biblical principles to develop young boys into men. And under his leadership, they've reached over 10,000 youth and young adults in CATTA, C-A-T-T-A. It's a lot easier to say than Cave of Agilom Transformational Training Academy. Continues to grow, even being featured in an episode of the TV show, This Is Us. Oh, This Is Us. And now I'm ready to cry. <laughs> I can't watch This Is Us without crying. So I have to turn to my man card by saying that I like This Is Us. At CATA, Jason uses expertise in emotional stability training to teach boys how to confront and conquer their negative emotions before they destroy their lives the aggressive life is all about taking control of your life going forward in life and you might think that means taking control of your emotions uh, yeah it does yeah it does but it doesn't mean squelching your emotions i have a i have a feeling that jason's going to have a personal counseling session with me welcome to the aggressive life jason wilson Hey, what's up, Brian, man? I'm glad to be here. (laughs) I'm glad to have you here. Uh, Another man, there's very few men that will admit to watching This Is Us. You've actually watched This Is Us.
1: Well, no, I haven't. What happened was they had used uh, one of our initiation ceremonies and actually their most popular episode where the father had to do push-ups with his son on their back, his adopted son, and that actually came from our academy.
0: I don't remember that episode. They
1: won, a, they won an award for that episode, actually. Yeah, it was... Uh, actually, it was on the Ellen show where the... I can't I don't know the actors, but he was doing push-ups in his the son. They were in a martial arts dojo, and uh, he had to do push-ups with his son on his back. But that technique came from our academy, and they finally they finally acknowledged us, which was cool.
0: Oh, that is cool. It might have been one of the latest uh, seasons or something like that. But uh, yeah, that, that that's actually an interesting jump-off point, Jason. You're talking about emotions, and we're, we're talking about emotions today, and that's what you're kind of a, uh, an expert on. A guy like me, a guy like me who uh, can't remember very many times where I've cried, can't remember. I hear people say, oh man, it caused me to weep. Weep is a strong word for me. I can't remember ever a time when I wept, as described as uncontrollable tears that I couldn't stop for five or 10 minutes. Does that mean I have a problem? What, tell me about that. What's that mean about me?
1: Well, I don't wanna say a problem. Maybe you've lived a trauma-free life. Maybe you never lost a loved one. Maybe you've never, you know, experienced anything that, you know, would cause someone else to feel that type of grief. Uh, How old are you? 55. Okay, so maybe have you experienced anything that's traumatic? Did you say, "Man, I should
0: have cried at that"? Oh, gosh. Well, I've cried. I've cried at certain funerals, children's funerals. I knew not my own funeral, but other people's funerals. Mm-hmm. I've I've done that. I've I'll cry when I say cry. I'll get moisture in my eyes at uh, certain things I see on TV mm-hmm. or if I see somebody baptized, I know, I mean, I'll get, I'll, I'll get emotional like that. But when I hear some people talk about their emotions and how they do it, I, I think I I don't hit that bar. So I don't know if that mm-hmm. means I'm different than them or if I got something wrong with me. Now you talk about trauma. Yeah, I, I've, I mean, I've had difficulty, but when you talk about trauma, having a life that was very very close to you and early like a kid's life or having a parent die early i've not had that kind of drama
1: mm. so maybe in your life you you know you never had you know the reason to really weep can you did you just see my dog man yeah. <laughs> i got a i got a puppy man and he is going crazy and this never happens because I have this toy, and he keeps chewing it, and I'm trying to focus here. So please excuse me if you see him jump again. (laughs) Yeah, this is my man.
0: I'm looking at this dog, and, you know, you're a karate guy we're going to get into. You're a very, (laughs) I'm looking, you're a very, very manly-looking guy. Your dog is not very manly-looking, you know.
1: (laughs) I know um, by the world's definition, but actually the poodle was actually an efficient hunter. But yeah, so actually I talk about it in my new book, Battle Cry, um, a friend of mine, uh, he's actually a Cabapu, King Charles Cavalier mixed with a poodle. And a friend of mine, you know, when he found out I wanted a dog, he was like, man, what kind of dog do you want? And I told him a pool. he was like, a pool, man, you need a man dog, a Rottweiler, a German Shepherd, or uh, what else did he say, or a Bull Master.
0: Yeah, that's what I got, and come the, on now.
1: At, yeah, yeah, but then when when I when I when he said that, I didn't address it at the time, but what qualifies those dogs as man dogs? And so I had all three of those breeds before, and I feel more of a man now than I did then. A lot of times we'll buy animals or clothes or something to overcompensate for really who we really are, what we lack. You know, for so long I would buy the biggest trucks and things like that to be intimidating, but I wasn't comfortable with being comprehensive. So some of the greatest samurai wars, actually it's written that pretty much all the samurais had a fond um, admiration for uh, cherry blossoms, the trees with the, the beautiful flowers. And so here it is, what, what, like the greatest warriors of their time, loving flowers. You see a scene in The Last Samurai where he says, searching for the perfect cherry blossom tree for your entire life, you would not have wasted a second. Hmm. And so as men, we've become only masculine. And especially men of the most high, or Christian men, the problem with that is we limit Uh, how much God, the Most High, could use us. So when he needs us to be compassionate, we can't. When he needs us to be nurturing, we can't. We only can be, what, strong, assertive, aggressive, uh, protection, you name it. As long as it falls under there, we're okay in this world as a man. But unfortunately, we've allowed this world to define us. So when I had an opportunity to get a dog like that, Mike Tyson has a poodle. You know, we already know the type of man he is. And so when we, I mean, that's how limited we as men have become. And that's why I believe that because we can't really express the gamut of emotions that God has given us freely, we, we limit ourselves and we die by suicide, which I think is three to four times as likely as women. And then nine out of 10 people who live to be over 100 are women. Mm. And so and then the biochemist, uh, Dr. William Frey, discovered that tears cried from emotional stress or trauma not only have 98 percent water, but also contain stress hormones. That's why we typically feel better after we cry.
0: Fascinating. Yeah.
1: Majority of men I know, Brian, who can't cry or don't cry, typically are very aggressive, quick tempered, you know, men. And they suppress so much pain that they, you know, unknowingly inflicted on those they love.
0: Is this what you mean when you're talking about emotional incarceration? I, I, I love that line. Unpack that line for mm. us.
1: Well, emotional incarceration is a self-imposed sentence. It's a mental prison with an open door. Because at any moment, we, can, we know as men, we can walk out of certain situations, certain, a certain mentality that we chose to keep us so-called safe. Um, It's like the good men who are tired of being perceived as the bad man, Uh, men who have been wounded and hurt and then have been teased for just trying to express that emotion to people or being impassively dismissed by his wife when he's just simply sharing a concern. So we say, okay, cool, let me stay in this mental prison and keep my heart shut off from this world. And that's why I believe so many mighty men of God aren't really warring against what's going on out here in this world. And so emotional incarceration, you hit it on the head in the beginning. It's, it's basically a sentence that we willingly allow ourselves to be in prison because we're tired of being impassively dismissed by this world, tired of not living up to the world's definition of what it means to be a man. And then lastly, tired of being impassively dismissed by the women in our lives or being called weak by the men in our
0: circles. I like to feel. I like it a lot. That's why I watch This Is Us. This Is Us will get me a get me a, a, you know, a teary eye about well, definitely every, every episode. You know, my mm-hmm. favorite show of all time was uh, Friday Night Lights because it was like every other episode in that it was it was like oh, it's so good, it's so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> you know, so so I like to feel. I want to feel. Just when I hear other people talk about how often they cry or what they feel, I don't. I don't. Feel feel it as often as others do i don't think based on based on how i hear them talk about their emotions but one thing i do know jason is that the older i get the the more i feel is that do you think a uh, result of spiritual maturity do you think that's a result of decrease in testosterone do you think that's a result of becoming more well rounded this is a this is a common thing you know, as males, the older we get, we, we get a little less driven and we get a little less emotional. Correct. I mean, what, what are you seeing on this, on this level?
1: Well, um, from every man that I've talked to that have went through that, it's, it's, we see now that we are, we see our own mortality, that we won't be here for, for long. We see our strength fade. You know, you see everything like my hair is gone and you can't run as fast. You can't lift as much. Um, and ironically, you said that a friend of mine recently called me. I mean, this is, the very definition of a hard man, like tough. And he says, man, why is it that I'm crying over the littlest things now? And I said, my brother, you're backed up. You know Things that you should have cried about over the years, you suppressed. Mm. And because of that, the more that you realize that you're not gonna be here forever, that you're not strong all the time, your body naturally needs to release all of these toxins inside. And, and, and really, that's why, you know, I don't, I never believed in the concept of false masculinity because masculinity itself is just an adjective. You know, it's not, it's like saying false happiness, what well, it's, it's it, masculinity is good. The problem happens, Brian, is like what you're saying is that when we as men only live under those attributes, so now we suppress or repress everything that we're feeling that could be negative or hurting us, and now those toxic thoughts become dangerous actions, and so What's happening, man, we just, we're backed up. And in and a great example of Yeshua or Jesus, when he cried, like you said, wept uh, over Lazarus' death, he had the power to raise him. Why were you crying? If you know you could raise someone, your best friend passed in front of you at dinner, you wouldn't cry. You say, hey, man, get up, Jeff, let's go, man. That was scary a little bit, but you're okay, let's go. But he stopped and released all that he was holding in because it was the human thing to do. And as men, over time, you can't, the mind can only take so much, Brian. And, I mean, just think about it, my man. It's like we tell each other if we lost a game or uh, our wives, you know, we're getting a divorce or, our, or something, our son or daughter is disappointing us. What do we say to each other? We give each other a pound and say, stay strong, man. Stay strong, bro. And subconsciously, we're telling some, us, ourselves that being weak or being transparent or being vulnerable or feeling... Something is wrong with that. No man can stay strong all the time. And as men, when we can't allow ourselves to be weak, we stay in fight or flight response because we're trying to be something we weren't created to be. And so now we're reacting, man, and it's it's hurting not only our lives, but those that are around us.
0: Well, yeah, staying strong isn't defined by crying or not crying. I love that line, stay strong, Mm -hmm. but you can... You can stay strong with tears down your face and doing the right thing. You know that's that that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, but but also you know, but when we said, well, maybe it's just me and, and the guys I've been around. If you're hurting, we say stay strong. Basically, suck up what you're feeling mm, yeah. and keep pushing through. Not necessarily. Of course, you want a man to when it's time to exude strength, to exude it. Be strong. Like I have a concept. I train all our boys. Uh, in, in martial arts, you know, you got to know the lion and the lamb. No one wants to be a lion all the time. Even the lion isn't. You know, he sleeps, the lion, the male lion sleeps almost 20 hours a day. It's, it's, it's unhealthy for humans to stay in fight or flight, that you walking around just tough and just, you know, well, what's happening? I'm ready. No one wants to be in that state. And so what I say, when it's time for that lion, when the hyenas come to the pride, oh, you become the lion and you dominate. But once you deal with the situation, once you deal with uh, a disrespectful coworker or whatever it may be, you reset back to the lamb so that you can be mentally healthy.
0: I want to get to the line, the lamb, in a moment. That that's that's really good. But you already said something earlier that's just a world rocker to me. That passage, the shortest verse in the Bible. If you're ever in a Bible trivia contest, what's the shortest verse in the Bible? It's it's that one. Jesus wept, and. You, you just mentioned something that I've never considered before because I've preached that passage before, and I've always wrestled with why in the world did he weep? One of the theories out there is that, well, one theory is he wept because he thought Lazarus was over and done, and he didn't have a, a total inspired moment to bring him back from the dead until after he wept. That's one idea. Another idea is he knew that Lazarus was in heaven. And he was weeping over the fact that he was going to bring him back from heaven to a to you know to this hellish world. That's one of the reasons why he wept. Or he wept because he saw Marion, La- Marion, uh, Martha were bummed out. His family. All he- I hadn't thought before though that he wept because he felt emotions coming on, and he just wanted to feel. And on top of that, the science of you're saying the science says that as our tears come out certain hormones and stress-inducers come out. That's what you're saying. Yes, stress stress
1: hormones, and you can Google it. His name is Dr. William Frey. And they, stress hormones get excreted from the body when we cry. And I typically, you know, I I used to be real heavy in commentaries, you know, I mean, you you preach, so I, I stopped doing that because a lot of times we end up saying or thinking about things that aren't there. So I first try to just stay what's in the scriptures. He was heavy hearted because it's his best friend in Christ, of course, being God in the flesh. As we know, he still was part human. And just like us, if something happened traumatic, we cry, release it. And because he did that, what did he do next? He gathered himself and rose his best friend from the grave. And as men, so I mean, you, I know about myself when I'm able to decompress, man, I'm able to make better decisions. I'm able to respond instead of react. And so when I saw that, it just jumped out at me. And I'm like, wow, here it is, just a powerful man just saying, I need to release this. And he, you knew he was a freak, a comprehensive man because he cried through the streets of Jerusalem because he said the people were like sheep without shepherds. Yep. He's crying freely because it's, he, how do you not cry at that? I mean, if you really care, if, you, if we really believe that the Most High and Yeshua, Jesus, isn't crying every day that they look at this world, something is wrong. Because the Bible says clearly we can grieve the heart of God.
0: You start that all off by saying that Jesus was a man. He was a man. He was also God. Mm -hmm. You know that. But I don't think Mm -hmm. his weeping comes out of his humanity. We're created in the image of God. So there's things about Mm -hmm. us that the animal world does not share. The animal world doesn't weep tears over emotions, that uh, 's that's,
1: that's yeah, but 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 that doesn 't necessarily mean it's it 's only divine, so again, like from a science standpoint okay the human, the okay. human body needs to that 's why God created these tears for us to release those toxins out of when we 're hurting in, in that instance, because again, you can release tears if something gets in your eye reflux tears, and so it 's not just solely to that but it, when right. he studied the difference between both of those. And he found that those people who've cried in his studies from grief or heaviness, they found that it was stress hormones in those tears. So, you know, I just I, you know, just from the science behind it. But I do get what you're saying that we, of course, were created higher than the animals in in, in, in his image. But also we see the humanity of Christ, which makes it beautiful, which makes us can say how he walked the earth sinless because we know God is sinless. And so, yeah, I get what you're saying, but just I see the humanity of him just crying. He, you know, of course, he could just say, Hey, I don't need to shed tears.
0: I'm God. You well, know, but, but I'm saying God sheds yeah. tears. Who says God doesn't shed tears? We say there's no, no, I'm just no,
1: Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's an assumption. I mean, yeah, it would be wrongfully to assume that the God who is love don't cry. Right. But we know God is got spirit, it, right. so we don't know what tears look like coming from a spirit being. Okay. We will only it. assume because it's not in scripture. But physical tears only come from the human being, far as we know. It was written in those sixty-six books.
0: I just think the what I'm tapping at here is I think it's is healthy as possible. It's very healthy for us to try to bring our emotions alive. Mm, um, and so yes, I, 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 I put myself out there in the table with you saying, hey, I don't know that I'm crying as much as the average person because, because I want to cry more. I'm not saying hmm. I want to go in, into a corner of the room and suck my thumb and murmur mama. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I'm saying that I'm saying part, of, part of being emotional, it's a, <laughs> it's a blessing from God and we shouldn't be yes. capping it down and tamping it down.
1: Well, I mean, you have to answer that for yourself. I mean, I wish I stayed near you, man. We could kick it more. But, I mean, you, you would know out of everyone if you're suppressing what you're feeling. And so, you know, it's, that's something you have to reflect on, my friend. It's like, okay, am I holding these tears back because people are around? Because baptism especially, I broke down several times when I know where that person came from. Mm-hmm. I can't hold it back. When I'm praising the Most High in, in, in a gathering, I'm screaming Hallelujah. You know, I'm I'm letting it go, and I'm crying. I fall prostate before him, like David. It's like, how can I calm not?
0: Down, cry Jason, out? Calm down, Jason. Calm down. You're getting well, you're getting too uh, emotional uh, here. <laughs> you're getting excited. Stop, stop. We don't need a man getting excited and getting emotional here on the aggressive life. No, we just want dry concepts. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Cut oh, job. Goodness, Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. No, you're-
1: that's funny. <laughs> no, that's funny, man. Hey, 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 it's so true. It's so true, man. But, you know, but yeah, man, I just, it's so, it's, it's like so much. I will hold my tears back and like, this is absolutely beautiful. I This deserves for me to cry. Like when my son says, dad, I love you for being a better dad than your dad was to you. And so instead of me, I'm like, oh, mm, okay, thank you, son, I love it, mm, and I'll walk away from it. No, I hugged him, and I said, son, I just gave you what I longed for, and we cried. Now that's a memory in my mind and in my son's mind that will last forever. I can't blow that anymore trying just to be masculine. He knows I'm a protector, but he also knows I'm a lover of him. I love him, and I'm a nurturer. I'm compassionate. And that's, you know, I talk about being a comprehensive man, someone who is uh, courageous, but also compassionate, strong, but also sensitive. And this is the key, a man who can freely live from the good in his heart and not his fears. And that's what holds us back, Brian, is the fear of being perceived as pusillanimous or weak or cowardly, you know, milksop, because you're crying or showing emotions. No, 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 no. You're simply
0: being human. Tell me about the lion and the lamb. And I hmm. really I mean I just started getting a little emotional right there when you talked about how you responded to your you know, to your son. I think that was such a amazing moment because it was a lion that was saying that. T- t- just tell us, what's the difference between a lion and a lamb and why is we why do we as men or women need to embrace the lion and the lamb?
1: You know, was interesting, and you know, I- I'm gonna tell you from a martial arts standpoint, but it's, it's a scene I talk about from The Lion King in, ba- in my book, Battle Cry. Remember when Simba risked his life uh, and he almost died and he talked with Mufasa at the top of this mountain. And Mufasa knew it was very important that he tells Simba in this moment that he was scared because Simba thought kings never were scared. And he said, you know, basically in short, he says, uh, son, I was scared today. He was like, what? Simba's like, kings aren't scared. You get scared. He was like, I was today. I thought I might lose you. And then Simba at that very moment changed the way he thought because he saw that kings were more than just courageous they were compassionate. And so the importance, so here is a real lion, <laughs> I mean a cartoon lion saying to his son, there's a time to be this warrior son, then there's a time to really use your mind and wisdom and really back down from things that can be foolish. So as far as the lion and the lamb, the concept came from when we was training in the cave of Adullam with one of my recruits. We get a lot of kids sometimes who are bullied and the reason we have a 100% success rate was because we teach them how to become the lion without necessarily hurting people. One instance, it was a beautiful kid named Josiah, and he was being bullied. And he thought, like most Christian boys, that uh, I shouldn't defend myself. I should take this beating every day. And I had to take him throughout the scriptures to show him that that is a false teaching. And then, after we taught him how to defend himself, how to the lamb is processing. here comes a threat. Here comes a bully talking to me, being uh, uh aggressive, uh, very verbal, uh, uh, just looking like he's about to hurt me. I don't need to respond. I don't need to react. I need to respond to his actions. So the lion is waiting. the lamb is processing. This bully went to grab Josiah one day. he went. Grabbing from behind. Josiah's a technique, a judo technique, we, we, call, we teach him called ogoshi, which means major hip throw. He throws the bully over in front of him, slams him to the concrete. The lion, you saw the lion. He quickly goes back to the lamb. Why? Because if he wouldn't pull up on the boy's hoodie, his head would have hit the ground and he would have had a concussion. Josiah was more proud about stopping the bully from hitting his head on the ground than defending himself that day. That's why it's so important to know how to turn the lion on and the lamb. In marriage, how to be adamant as a man about a a situation or something that you don't agree with, but then quickly learn how to reset back to the loving lamb and say, hey, you know, sweetheart, let's reconcile immediately so that we don't continue this to go on. So you can practice this, of course, in self-defense situations, but I use the lion and lamb more so with just negotiating in business, talking to kids, conflict resolution. And so I believe, like Christ did, he when he was in the temple and he saw the money changers selling sacrifices, he made a whip out of course and, you know, I, uh, pushed them out of the temples and turned their tables over. That was the lion. But then he reset back to someone compassionate to heal people. And that's what I believe that we as men need to be comfortable with is being both. And lastly, I would like to say when you don't when you're not used to accessing the lion, when he comes out, it's just too much. You end up, you know, like I talk about in Battle Cry, I was the type of man if a fly landed on a glass table, I would kill it with a sledgehammer, just to be heard and just to be right. And that's what happened when I would suppress that side so much, trying to be this Christian nice guy. My friend Paul Coughlin wrote that book I said, no, no, I want to be comprehensive. It's okay to let this lion out, but I need to be able to reset, not only for this situation, but for my own mental
0: health. And so I hope that can help you
1: know, explain that
0: concept. That's a, that's a great paradigm, Jason. I'm just running in my mind through pretty well-known men, or at least people I know pretty well. And most all of them are either firmly in the lamb category, um, or firmly in the lion category. Most of them are, are quote unquote, very in touch with their feelings, are great listeners, are very tender, um, or are hard drivers, are brash, are conquerors. When you find somebody who can toggle back and forth, not, not a mixture, because if you can't dilute the lion and the lamb and be 50-50 each, there that, that wouldn't be the power there. But if you find somebody who can toggle back and forth 100 and 100 when necessary, know mm-hmm. when to toggle, that is a very rare person mm-hmm. that has a potency and an, an, an attractiveness that's really out of this world.
1: Yeah, you know, I, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, you know,
0: I, I just, I just, I just want,
1: I got tired, Brian, of just being just hard all the time. I was so unhappy, man, I can't count the summer days. I would allow depression to cripple me on the couch and I wouldn't enjoy it with my family and laugh. And, you know, I, I was so incarcerated emotionally, man. I would allow them times to come visit me. I would express joy and happiness, maybe on Father's Day or maybe my birthday. But after that, I would walk right back to that cell wondering like, man, what if I could feel this way every day? You know, not all day, because every emotion is fleeting, but what if I can have a piece of this joy, this piece of this happiness every day, run towards the battle, run toward the places that scare you internally, that have caused you to feel non-masculine emotions. With my mother, you know, she was dying before my eyes, man. Every time I'm in front of her, it was just sadness, heartache, and of course we have moments of laughter, but I wasn't used to being a nurturer. I wasn't used to combing a woman's hair, doing her nails, fouling uh, her, her nails, washing her feet, washing her when the caregiver was overwhelmed with other people. And, you know, I, and when men finally take my advice on that, man, just to hear the testimonies of truck drivers finally able to cry after 30 years because of an aging parent or an uncle who was like a father to them. They they stopped going to the nursing home, not because they didn't love them, because it hurt to see them that way. But that's not love. And that's what the Most High taught me. I prayed, man, for my mother, for him to take my mother, because I, I said, man, she's not living, God. Why not just take her? He says, that's not love. That's fear. You don't really like sin. You want her to die for you, not for your mother. Your mother doesn't know the state she's in. Mm. He says, you got to become a comprehensive man if I'm ever going to use you. Yeah. And when I allowed myself to feel, my man, it, uh, I'm here, I wouldn't be here today. When my mother passed, no lie Brian, two months after she transitioned to heaven, that video in 2016 went viral and it hasn't stopped yet. It was like he says, I can't use you son because you're limited. I need to break you so you can become like my son who was comprehensive. Now I can use you the way I need to. And so uh, it hurt a lot, man, but I wouldn't trade the experience for the world. Um, I just got tired of living that limited life.
0: What's the YouTube video you said that went viral? I'm gonna have to check that out. What is it?
1: (laughs) It's called um, breaking through emotional barriers. Okay. Um, on YouTube, I think it has about almost two million views, but worldwide is over a hundred million. Um, I was on Doctor Oz. I mean, you name it, and that's what the, that's where this is us. When you see it, you can be like, "Oh man, I now I remember" because it was the early years of this of the show. It was okay, two thousand sixteen when they used it, and and that video struck a chord with so many men because my recruit was trying to break a a board which we use just symbolically to show that they have a basic understanding of how to break through emotional barriers. And this kid had broke the board easily the week prior. But when he was tested, the pressure was there, and now that board became a fear of failure. Make a long story short, he couldn't break it with his non-dominant hand, started crying, and I said, what's wrong, son? I said, it's okay to cry, we cry as men. And I dropped to my knee, and counseled him through his fears, and then at the end of the video, he broke it. Man, we had to shut down our nonprofit, the union, Brian, for two days. We had so many calls from men all across the globe crying to our women's staff, saying, I wish my father would have did this. I wish my coach wouldn't have cursed me out every time I made a mistake. I wish this would have happened. I want to be free. I'm tired of not being able to say I'm tired. I thought it was a black man's issue. You know, because of all what we went through in this country, we had to be hard. We had to be protectors and providers. But when those phones started ringing, and my brothers from another mother from different cultures was calling, crying, and weeping, weeping on this phone from Germany, Australia, God was like, It's not a black man's problem, it is a man's problem. And I want to heal my men so that they can heal their homes and communities.
0: Hey, you gotta spend some more time with white people like us you'll find out we're just as jacked up as you <laughs> <laughs> whitey's, got hey, problems, have, I, whitey's got problems too whitey's got problems i'm I, telling you
1: hey know, hey listen i have i have uh, in martial arts we don't have those barriers those racial barriers you know so i have a lot of good white friends of mine one of them my my friend uh, he's irish american and he told me he says look man he says you will see the home and the car and the wife husband the dog barking he says don't be deceived man. He says it's we're hurting just like, you know, it looks different. And matter of fact, you know my my psychotherapist is white. Was funny, his name is Dr. Tim Bro. So my wife knew at the time I said he I need a black man. He can only that's only a black man can understand what I'm going through. And so when I saw Dr. Tim Bro, I thought he was a brother. It was just ridiculous because I saw a Bro, so I thought he was a black man. So when I called him, I said, I said, so you you are not you're not African American, he fell out laughing. And we to this day we still joke. He
0: said, but uh, i discovered- no, I'm not African American. <laughs> I am a white male. Who- <laughs> and, and he told and, and and this
1: is when this is when the most high showed me. He said he doesn't really need to know your culture he needs to understand trauma. And Dr. Tim Bro is one of the best. He's helped save my marriage. He helped usher me through emotional incarceration. There's other great ministries that do experiential trainings like the Crucible. You got to look them up, man. It's a very powerful men's national men's ministry that make you relive so you can revisit the trauma so that you can heal it. But we you know, I had to stop allowing those barriers, man, because it was hindering my blessings. And and that's why, you know, uh, my grandfather was lynched, as I talked about in Cry Like a Man. And, you know, if anyone could say I would hate a race, I could. But I have too many loving people in my life, man, who are white, who are Asian and other ethnicities who dispel the lie that some cultures are innately evil. So I'm not going to allow my lens to be tainted in a way where I miss the love and blessings of so many people, yeah.
0: Is this the kind of stuff you talk about in your upcoming book It releases real soon? Actually, by the time this podcast comes out, it should actually release. This is September 13th, 13th. it comes out in the 21st. Battle cry, waging and winning the war within. You got a little cliff note version of that for us?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in short, cry like
0: a man was to teach men how to break free
1: from emotional incarceration. Battle cry is to teach you how to stay free. So, men were saying, man, I need to the how-to. Let's deal with the fears that's internal. The It's easy for us to fight with our fists and deal with everything around us. The hardest thing for a man to do is to deal with himself. And that's what I, I'm teaching in Battle Cry. Everything that helped me wage and win the wars I face every day is the fight we're going to fight until we're gone. And that's what Battle Cry is. And it I mean, I deal with topics that, you know, we avoid as men. I don't care if you're a believer or not. You know, chapter eight is called uh, sexual self-control, where I talk about, you know, the misogynistic mindset, the things that we do as men not only offend the most high, but are destroying our women, destroying the mentality of our sons and how they view women. And so those are the type of things I, I help men with. And uh, my wife loves the book. She says, you know, you need to promote it to women Because although you wrote it for men, the principles are universal. So I'm just hoping, Brian, it, of course, empowers the men and help us become comprehensive, but also for women as well. Because, you know, I just feel that I just I can't wait to see the day when we as men become healthy and whole, when we finally can sit back and allow our women to cry to us, allow our women to release All of the pressure that they deal with daily, that they have to suck up because they have to do everything else to support us, and so that's that's my desire, and I'm hoping that people will get it, and that it would be a blessing.
0: Jason, we've come to time in our podcast where we go into the lightning round. The lightning round is when I give you a topic, and you have to answer it like quick, like quick. Like, okay. one, two sentences, don't cry about it, right, they just like, just go real quick. Okay. I trying to be humorous here about cry about that, see what I mean? I was trying to be funny there. Fun. No, man, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. These are not deep questions, all of them, so here we go. You got one or two sentences to answer. Number one, your favorite style of martial arts? Jiu-jitsu. That was fast, but well, you no, want me to talk good. about why? No, I, I, this right, is the problem. That was lightning
1: quick,
0: man. That the, was lightning quick. Okay, I'll okay, I have a follow-up question. It's gotta be another lightning quick one. Why? Because it makes you face the pressure of life
1: because it's easy to strike someone and keep people off of you and striking us. Jiu-Jitsu, someone invades your space and now they're in your face grappling, coming around. You gotta keep your back them from taking your back. It's a constant fight, war. And that's what we face as men, and we need to get used to feeling that pressure and not fearing it.
0: I like it. You used to be a big hip hop artist and producer. One artist, current or former, that you'd love to produce a song for?
1: Man, that desire is gone, so let me, tr- uh, yeah, I don't have that desire anymore. Um, so I'm sorry, this is the calm before the no, storm. No, that's okay, <laughs> let's stop right there. Let's yeah. stop right did you, did, So yeah. you answered,
0: that's fascinating. Okay, now I'm gonna go mm-hmm. off lightning round. You don't, so what happened? God just removed your passion for music or interest for it or at least to a different level? Tell tell us about that.
1: Um, Yeah, because when I, I mean, again, even what I'm doing now wasn't my desire. You know, I wanted to, I always had a desire to mentor boys and help men. My name, heck, it translates Hiller. Um, But music was a personal desire of mine, man. And unfortunately it wasn't a part of his will. (laughs) And so I had to let it go. And in that, uh, I, I found great peace and direction. I, I call it my shadow mission in Battle Cry. I talk about how we as men need to abort our shadow mission so we can live in his present will. But yeah, I just he just removed the desire. I still practice my guitar. I love music. I eventually would love to be great at that. And that's just a personal goal. But for us spending hours of time in the studio producing music and just to put a song out, Where I am in my life is just meaningless right now.
0: Cool. All right, back to lightning round. A man you admire. Mm. I have a lot of men. Um,
1: Wow, Jeez, that's a good one. Uh, Man, I hate to sound super spiritual, man. Can't say um,
0: Jesus. Do not say Jesus. Can't be in the Bible. No, 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 no. No Bible answers. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a man, I, okay, a man whom I admire. I'm gonna say right now, my throat, and I'm closing my eyes. I would have to say one of my martial art instructors, Kajana Sheshuel. Um The reason I admire him because he was an imperfect man, who very masculine warrior, Vietnam veteran. And he let me in his life, in his heart. He let me see a side of him that many didn't see. And he taught me principles in fighting that I use today in my life. And I have great teachers who taught me just things in life and biblical teachings. I mean, great men. But this man taught me what it looks like in real time. And... um just off the top of my head, I, I would right. have to say him
0: is, he's just, he was just an amazing teacher for me. Hardest emotion for you to feel?
1: Um, Feeling that um, I'm good enough. Or would you say self-worth? I don't know. Um, I would say that's tough because my entire childhood My father would say condemning things to me, not that he didn't love me, but he just didn't have he didn't know how to express his love to me in a good way. And so that hurt being alone and my brothers getting murdered and losing my best friend to a heart attack and just trying to always just, you know, find my space. And it always feels like, you know, it's it's always a constant growth
0: for me. Okay, I'm going to ask this next one, and I only mean it in the most positive of ways. Mm -hmm. Key to not being negatively hijacked by your emotions. I'm not talking about key to not being Mm -hmm. emotional, key to Mm -hmm. not crying. You know, um, your emotions are not God. Your emotions are not inerrant. So what's the key to not being negatively hijacked by emotions?
1: Every day. uh... Again, you know, I'm not pushing my book. People get it if you want to get it. But I talk about in Battle Cry the importance of being able to sit with yourself, to reflect on what's bothering you, to release all of the negative things. Again, I don't really like the negative emotions title because some, that they say sadness is a negative emotion. But we know that the Bible talks about godly sorrow brings forth repentance. So some things we need to stick with that makes us sad. What if we uh, talk a short with our wives in front of people and she's hurt and you know it, which you're just going to push it aside. And so the way you are, stop allowing them to hijack you is to get them off your heart. Get them off uh, outside of you. Keep them away from you. Release them. Get rid of them. And deal with the ones who cause you to hurt people so that they don't have a space
0: in your heart. If I'm looking for a mentor or father figure, what should someone look for? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I just, I just, I just. I'll just, compl- well, that's, a I'll just good, that's a good question. Well, I'll just compliment you right now. Okay, so <clears throat> I didn't know you before mm-hmm. this, this, uh, mm-hmm. this episode. I'd like to know you more now. I wish. Yeah, me too, man. I spent more time in Detroit, or you were in, in Cincinnati. Um, uh, how old are you? Uh, Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Okay. So mm-hmm. I mean, we're more brothers and father son figures, but there's definitely, mm-hmm. there's definitely a characteristic and quality about you that any man would be well-served to have you in their life. What do you think that is? Okay, I I think, you know,
1: um, I I became, you know, I became what I desired growing up. You know, I always wanted a man in my life who patiently could teach me how to be a warrior, patiently teach me how to deal with conflict, my fears, anxieties, my self-doubts. And so, although I I have a lot of men who played a little part in me becoming who I am, I never had that one guy, and I think that was purposefully so that I could depend on God. But I, I just became what I longed for to boys and men, and I just believe that males connect with it because it's a desire, and um, I, and that's what I believe. And you know, as as far as what to look for, man, I would say keep your eyes open for. Pieces, little pieces of each thing that you need because you may not get it from every man. You may get a piece from each man who will come and it will put together that jigsaw puzzle of your heart and it makes you whole.
0: That's good stuff. Jason Wilson, author and manly man and healthy man. Great, great stuff. Jason, anything you want to talk about that we haven't talked about?
1: No, man, I just uh, just want to say thank you. Um, Thank you for your transparency. You know, um, I know you say you have a difficult time crying, but, man, I appreciate you even sharing the way you did. And um, I'll be praying for you, man. And uh, stay in touch, man. But thank you for this opportunity to share what I feel is a message that could liberate the hearts of men so that we could finally be free to be the men we were created to be.
0: Great stuff, Jason. If someone wants to learn more from you or follow you, how would they do that? Uh, My
1: handle on all social media is Mr. Jason O. Wilson. That's M-R-J-A-S-O-N, the letter O, -O W-I-L-S-O-N. And our nonprofit website is theunion.org. That's the union
0: with the letter Y in front of union, and the Y is for youth. Jason, I used to have some family that lived in Detroit. They don't anymore. I'm telling you right now, next time I get to Detroit, you and I are slamming some beers. And, hey,
1: come by, man. I, w- I would love to to meet you, man. And um, I'm definitely open, man, to fellowship.
0: Okay, and the next time you're in Cincinnati or anywhere near here, you do the same, okay, brother? I want to come back to Cincinnati so bad,
1: so definitely I'm going to look you up.
0: All right, guys and ladies, there you have it. We've got another episode of The Aggressive Life, and we're also just trying to redefine for us for what aggressive is. Aggressive isn't this hard-charging, take-no-prisoners mentality that tells me I must always accomplish, I must always achieve. That, that, that is part of what may happen to a higher degree if you're aggressive. But there's also the softer underside of saying, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I not feeling what I'm feeling? Am I trying to stuff my emotions? What's going on there? It's aggressive to take a look at those sorts of things. And Jason O. Wilson has helped us today. So that's it. We'll see you next time on The Aggressive Life. Hey, thanks for listening. For all things aggressive living, why don't you head over to bryantome.com. Find my new book, Move, A Guide to Get Up and Go Forward, as well as articles and much, much more. And no matter where you listen to podcasts, why don't you take a second and leave us a rating, leave us a review. It really, really helps us drive new listeners to the show. We want to help as many people as possible, just like we may have helped you. We want to help others. So why don't you help us out? And if you want to connect, find me on Instagram, at Brian Tome. Aggressive Life with Brian Tomes, a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.